if you lived in Philadelphia, unless you're stunad, that's an Italian expression for stupid, unless you're stupid, you knew that a lot of people were coming over from Camden to vote. They do every year. Happens all the time in Philly. It's about as frequent as getting beaten up at a Philadelphia Eagle basketball, uh, football game. Happens all the time. All the time. And it's allowed to happen because it is a Democrat, corrupt city. And has been for years. Many, many years. And they carried it out in places they could get away with it. For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpubsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. Hi, I'm Brian Proud from the Philadelphia Flyers. You're listening to Corner Pub Stores. I don't know what we're yelling about! Corner Pub Sports. up everybody corner plus sports coming at you live here on friday night if you're watching it live yo, yo, on, yo, yo. on, on uh, facebook live on our facebook live page we thank you very much if you're watching on youtube we're now on youtube again we thank you and if you're downloading the show on itunes spotify stitcher tune in what's that other one satchel we thank you guys so much for tuning in uh corner plus sports coming at you like we do every friday night and uh we have a uh pat show for you tonight uh, we're waiting on Mike. I don't know where Mike is, but um, not to cut you guys off, but yeah. I got one this thing to say. Yeah. Hey Giuliani, fuck you. Your <laughs> your mom should have fucking aborted you. Your dad should have left you on the fucking sheets, you piece of shit. You got it all you. over my shirt. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, there's that. Yeah, I just <laughs> I I just thought it was another thing just to fuel the fire of a Philadelphia fan. You know, first of all, Philadelphia Eagles basketball game. You can't even get that right. It's okay because yeah. later in that hard press conference, he started quoting my cousin Vinny, and he even fucked that up too. So, well, anyway, you know, talk. I mean, don't want to spend too much time on this, but no. talk about a guy who was on top of the world twenty years ago with nine eleven, mm-hmm. on top of the world because yeah. of the way he handled everything. Yeah, he should have dropped a building on him. So where? <laughs> <laughs> the tower should have fell right on him. Yeah, <laughs> I can't argue it. <laughs> ah, my pretty. Ah. Dude, I can't. Well, yeah. you know, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna wish death on the guy. Christ, fuck that guy. Uh, fucking man. Oswald Cobblepot. Uh, fucking ninety fucking year old Eddie Munster looking cocksucker. He, <laughs> he does. He does though. <laughs> 
But anyway, <laughs> not to segue, but uh, we have a packed show tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little baseball tonight. Uh, we got some football stuff going on. Eagles are sucking it up. Speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles basketball team, uh, they suck. Yeah. And we're going to blast the shit out of them. We're going to do a corner pop jukebox tonight. Um, we're going to pay tribute to a member of the family who um, has Philadelphia ties that go deep into uh, Philadelphia sports history, and, and we're going to play pay tribute to him uh, tonight. And in honor of that, uh, beer is good. I'm drinking a whiskey sour in his honor. And uh, Sorry for your loss there, Mr. Selby. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Well, let's get to it, man. Let's – Still a shot for him. All right. I'll have to tell me fucking toys. Fuck. I don't. I don't. I, unfortunately, I didn't get any Jameson tonight. That's probably a, a fortunate thing for all of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least I'll be coherent. I tell you what, I'll, I'll guzzle the rest of this seven percent beer. All right, there you go. All right, hold on. You gotta wait. What the f- we don't want to cheers, homie. Uh, we got more. To All your right. father-in-law, Sean. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Tribute to Bill Bill. <sighs> oh, yeah. I'm going to have whiskey breath tonight, baby. That's for sure. Um, and there we go. That's for Bill Bill. Thank you, man. Thank you. Bill Bill. So in his honor, a little dire straits because uh, he was uh, – him and I had a – connection there i told him this was one of my favorite songs ever and he went on to tell me that he loved our streets and he said he loved this song too so i just i don't know what it is about the song man i love the guitar playing the clean guitar playing by mark knopfler i, I love this song so in his honor little dire streets for you all right so we'll get to more of that in a little bit but let's get to the sixers big week for the sixers and uh yeah man i, I gotta tell you I'm I'm floored by what they were able to do, uh, dude. All, all around. I'm sorry for for interrupting your moment there, brother. Yeah, for what? My my internet cut out. I'm sorry. Oh man. no, you're good, dude. There he is. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. What's up, guys? What's up, brother? What's going on. We were Perfect just, timing, Mike. We were just getting ready, yeah. getting into Sixers. And, nice. Yeah, um, uh, we opened the night. Yeah. Sorry yes. for doing it. Did great, they did great, man. So why don't yeah. we? So you want to I talk? love the uh, I love the Mark Knopfler. I know that's an homage to uh, yes, somebody. Sir. I don't know if we gotten into it yet, but a little bit, sure yeah, we'll yeah, a little bit. But, we yeah, it. it's a great team. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, what's up, Mark? So why don't we? You want to talk about the trades first? Just stuck, dude. Start from the beginning, man. Like the beginning on draft day. Like, it, it built up. You kept hearing this James Harden thing, James Harden thing. Um, I think we were all on the same page. Yeah, James Harden's great, but we didn't want to give up Ben Simmons. James Harden's older. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Like, I get that he's a generational talent and, you know, one of the best players in the world, at least offensively. But doesn't play a lick of defense. No. So. He's got a pretty beard. I don't know. There's, yes. probably, there's probably birds and shit in there. <laughs> Come on, dude. He, <laughs> nah. He's got a kid who comes in every three days. Nah, it's, uh, nah it smells like cognac and weed. Nah, dude. Well, it probably does. It might. <laughs> he's got a guy to clean that up. He's got a guy. Who's he's got, got a guy. guy. Who's got a guy. 
He's from fucking second and Christian. He cleans that shit right up. But um, you know the first the the, the first one you heard about um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. What was the first trade? Uh, they got they got rid of the Horford contract. Yep. Right. Say goodbye and, to that. Amazing. Oh, you know what? And is, and and are we gonna talk about his uh, his asshole sister at all? Nah, fuck. Dude, she don't deserve any time. Like, it, I, I'm not getting into that. If you guys want to talk, Mark said dry tuna. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so they get rid of Burford's contract. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, yeah, you traded two picks, but yeah, uh, one was the second rounder. That. That's yeah. But to get rid of that contract, you were going to have to give something up. And then you got Danny Green in return, right. man. Like that's... Yeah. And Terrence Ferguson. I don't know much yeah. about him. He's, uh, my understanding three, on him was that he's, he's young, but he, he's, he hasn't really panned out. So it, it's kind of just taking a, you know, former, taking a shot. Yeah, him. former first round pick. He's 22, 23. <laughs> oh, uh, he, he's, a, uh, he's a 3D guy. Um, he's, you know, he's good on the defensive end of the floor, so that's that's good. I mean, at least, you know, hopefully it's a little uh, stability on, on that on that end of the court. Is Gary just away? Yeah, he's just away, right? Yeah, because yeah. I can see a light. Yeah, Callie. Callie said, very yeah. awesome. Dire Streets is his top ten. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, you know. I knew you had a little bit of a uh, musical taste there. I was going to say, just so, you know, yeah. one in ten you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I – to get Danny Green to shed, most of all, what do you got? Friends given. Yeah, cool. Gary's got friends given there. To to uh, I didn't know that. to shed uh, that that horrible. I mean, what, I think he was still owed like eighty million dollars or something crazy like that. Um, yeah, what was it? A four-year, ninety-five million dollar deal or something? Yeah, with with incentives, it could be even more. So you yeah. got rid of three of the years off of it. Um, only have a one-year guarantee on on this for less money, like eight million less this year, and then it's. And you decide if you want to keep them. So it gives you much more flexibility in the future that we had lost. So and and, like it's, it, and it's somebody that's a better fit. Like in one move, in one move, you cleared a lot of cap space and got like like a, a lights out shooter. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's there isn't a whole lot to uh, to dislike about that. No. I, I of course there's people out there. You know, there's this. Yeah, I, I commented poison, on, on Twitter. People, um, I, I commented on Twitter, actually. Tyrone jo- Johnson put something on. Stop comparing him to his brother. Or, or, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, was on myself, myself. that was on the yeah. second deal. That was on the second See, I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't know because he blocked Corner Puff Sports on Twitter for some reason. Him and Natalie Aganoff both blocked it. We don't know why. Had yeah. no idea why they blocked us. I, I've never said anything bad about either one of them because I just. I don't, I don't She's got genital awards. Probably does. Not, you know, I, I wouldn't mind finding out. No, don't get, don't get me wrong. Tell the words or not, I'm still running up in it like Bruce Jenner. She. Oh, look at that! We got some wire. Damn, yeah. that's fucking. Yeah, like that? Yes. That's a new addition. Yes. What's up? What's up, Joe? What's up, brother? Haven't seen you on here on a live uh, chat in a while. Uh, good to see you, brother. What's going on, Joe? What's going on, so, man? Um, yeah, so Danny Green uh, and uh, Terrence Ferguson. Wasn't that 
Oh, what was oh, Terrence Peterson? That was a uh, hot. Was that hot tub time machine? You better keep your hands off of Terrence Peterson. Yeah. His flashlight. Yeah. As soon as I heard Terrence Ferguson, I was like, Terrence? Oh, no, it can't be. It can't be. I hope it is, but it, it can't be. Maybe, maybe I should add that to the soundboard just in, in case, you know, just every time we talk about him, we just play that clip. There you go. Joe, Joe Pucci said he's been under a rock. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been chirping up uh, somebody. You know, I see some of his uh, posts about the Eagles and stuff. He's he's not real happy with them right now. We'll get into them later. Hey, Joe, say hello, say hello to my friend, the centipede. As long as he's not uh, under a building like uh, Giuliani should have been, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Any news of so, Buddy, uh, Buddy Heald? I have not heard anything about Buddy Heald yet. Um, no, and I, I have a feeling that with, with them getting green and carry that, that was, that's going to be what, um, yeah. you know, Giuliani. that's what Buddy Heald would have been. Well, so, you, you call a fucking boil when you're a fucking asshole. A Buddy Heald? Fucking Giuliani. No, Gary's on a, you know, yeah, yeah, having yeah. a conversation on a different <laughs> Cal, And Callie said uh, De'Aaron Fox, yeah, he signed a max deal. Uh, like, yeah, so they're not going to yeah, yeah, so they're not going to yeah. they're not going to re-sign Buddy. So, um... Right. Yeah. Maybe I heard that get, they were going to because they're not getting Brjanovic or whatever. But he he doesn't want to be there. I don't think he'll sign. Right. Hmm. How's your whiskey sour, Sean? It's excellent. It's very good. So maybe you get closer to the trade deadline. Uh, I don't know. Um, Zaire Smith. Um, you can't part with Thibel now because he's your really only legitimate perimeter defender besides Simmons. Yeah, losing Richardson, obviously mm-hmm. that, that right. took that away. Maybe, maybe but, right before before we get too much into the Sixers, real quick, uh, Drew Holiday was traded to the Bucks. Um, yeah, good deal. Is that is that just a theme this year because of COVID or whatever? What's going on? Like, because like, the Bucks gave up an awful lot for a thirty-three year old. I think he's 31, 30, 31. They did give up. They did give up a lot. They they what was it a couple first rounders? A second Two round? first rounders, a second, and um, the Rodman, the, right? Uh, no, the other one. Um. Was it Brogdon? I don't know. I get them all mixed up, but they got like seven guards. So, um, but yeah, like it was. Um, no, it wasn't Brogdon. That was Bledsoe. <clears throat> oh, Bledsoe. Bledsoe, yeah. Bledsoe and, and Bledsoe and Drew are, are kind of similar players. Drew's maybe a, a slight step up. <laughs> yeah. So, like to to give up two first round <laughs> picks and and a third, and then. They're take. I don't know. They, they just gave up an awful lot for him. Tra- yeah. Trades were. I mean, because even in the other the, the CP3 trade too. Uh, you know, he 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 gets traded, and that was a lot. That was uh, mm-hmm. you know a first and a second rounder, a couple of players involved. For a guy who's what thirty four, thirty five, thirty five. Yeah, he's been in the league for fifteen years. Man, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Joe wants to know if Harden ends up in Brooklyn. I I thought that was a possibility before the draft. I I'm going out for a cigarette, guys. Right. All right. I don't know. If, I, I don't hope know. he. Do, I hope he does end up in Brooklyn, though, because it'll blow it up. There's no way them three can play together. All right. There's no way. There's the only, only one out only of one them ball. three that can that can light you up without the ball constantly is Durant. Durant can light you up with 15 shots. All right. Yeah. But. For Kyrie and Harden to be effective, they need the ball, and neither one of them play a lick of defense. I think just Kyrie, yeah. 
I think just just Kyrie and Durant might be an issue. I'll tell you what, I think Kyrie is, is overrated. Like he had, he was good with Cleveland. He had the he really good, good year with Cleveland when he won it. Mm-hmm. He was good and, with LeBron. And yeah, and then I did. It told me a lot when they traded him for Kemba Walker, or you know, however, whatever right. it worked that, out. Yeah. Where they end up with Kemba Walker and got better. Yeah, they didn't miss I mean, a Kevin Walker's a good player. I mean, don't get me wrong, but they got a lot better. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, and Kyrie's regarded as like a stud, and I don't know, the team got better. What else? You know, mm. Kemba, I mean, I'd take Kemba over Kyrie any day, honestly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Number so, one, I, number one, he plays seventy-five games a year. Kyrie doesn't. Yeah. And he he's a better shooter. Kelly yeah. said it's okay. The Sixers still have fork uh, fork miles. <laughs> Quirkmas to, to provide depth. Uh, Joe you know, was, he, Joe you know, you about... laugh at that, but the where we're at now, him being the seventh guy. Yeah, I, I'd be all right with that. I, I, I don't have a problem with Quirkmas. I thought he was. He just can't be your first or second guy off the bench. Exactly. Um, but him being your seventh or eighth guy. And he said, "What about uh, Joe? Wants to know about Zach Levine. Uh, the only thing with that, there was rumors that they were going to have to trade, which to me is insane." Because there's no way in hell I'm dra- I'm trading either Embiid or Simmons for Levine and like a pick or there's no way I would no way I, no. Yeah. Uh, luckily Morley's done a, a fantastic job. Let's uh, let's keep talking about because he he gets Danny Green and Danny Green is he's he was forty percent. He's a little bit older and stuff like right. that, but I mean he's, he's thirty three. He's still and the other thing is he's he's an underrated defender. Yeah. Yes, but he's, you're talking about he's, the perimeter defender other than Dybul. Danny Green could be that perimeter right. defender. And he's not just a shooter. He can also run the floor and and create his own yeah. – like he can drive. Like, he's, he's a good leader. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot to like about him. Yeah, yeah. Get that, getting that leadership is huge. Um, maybe it might help that <laughs> out a little bit, you know. Um, how you feeling there, Mike? I'm all right. Yeah, all right. Um. So, yeah, I just think that that's that was a great move because like you're getting a guy like he's not a, he's not a shutdown defensive guy at all. But hey, he he you know he's a career forty percent shooter from three. <coughs> I, yeah, I'll, I, that's a little above above the NBA average, I believe. So, yeah, I I have no problem with that at all. And and we were talking about it in our thread during the week. Um, you compared him with what we had before, uh, and. With with Redick, and he's not a liability as much as Redick was. Right when right. and 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 Redick was so could be so streaky at times, and when Redick was cold, it, it was hard to keep him on the floor because he couldn't defend to save his yeah. life. Yeah, he couldn't defend, and and he wasn't he he couldn't do anything but shoot threes. I mean, right? Like Danny he, Green can at least kind of drive a little bit. I mean, right? And Danny Green will get you a rebound. He'll get you a couple assists. Yeah. Like that Redick. If he's not hitting shots, he, like, yep. it's like, why are you on yeah, the floor? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Danny Green's at least going to give you a little more than that. And Danny Green, like Callie points out, he's also streaky too. He's a streaky shooter yeah. as well. But then again, a lot of these, a lot of the average NBA players in the league are streaky shooters, you know? Cause you're, it's it's, it's hard high... to consistent. I mean, not everybody's Steph Curry. All right. And even Steph Curry, there are signs where he has off nights too. Good segue. You see what I did there? I, I do, because we got Steph Curry's brother, Seth Curry. Sixers also made another trade. He got Seth Curry. Um, 
They traded. Uh, why am I blanking right now? Yeah. Before we get into right. that, they who, trade Josh who was yeah. complaining about the Horford trade? Oh, Were they complaining about the the first rounder five years from now? They're basically saying that's what you got back for him. That's what you got. Like, like it's you, people that don't that, that that don't understand basketball. Okay. For, 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 for that, I mean, what is it? Three years now. Like, like really, that that Simmons and Embiid have been playing together. The only time they looked like it could work is when you had shooters around them. Yep. Minus the Jimmy Butler thing. I mean, that that's different because Jimmy Butler's a different kind of guy. Well, Jimmy Butler's top five player in the NBA. Right. Right. So, um, but the only time it looked like it can, could consistently work is when they had shooters with Bellinelli and Ilasova. Right. Like, I, I, so and Redick. And Redick. So smelly belly. So Yeah, he's mean, back out there, by the way. Don't yes, he is. Yes, he is. I would definitely be intrigued with that. What about uh, and Gary's bringing it up earlier? Um, the, the Sixers uh, released uh, Pell, and mm-hmm. and Nerlens Noel's out there. Do you bring Nerlens back as a backup center? Do you think Nerlens wants to come back after like the? It, it didn't end real well. It's a different. Here. It's a different man. It, it's a different uh, front office. It's a different team. I, I don't. You know. I don't know. I, no, Noel's also proved that he could be a little bit of a head case. I'm not a. Yeah, I don't want Noel. I mean, if it didn't work with Noel here, with Embiid backing up Embiid four years ago, I don't see why it worked now. Well, the, on that point, Mike, I think like. It could work because when the, when we traded Noel, Noel wanted starter minutes. At this point in Noel's career, he knows he'd be coming here to be the backup center. Okay. You know, well, you I mean, know what I mean? You know, he knew he was going to have to be the backup center to, to Embiid by that point. But a, but, but a yeah. young kid who was drafted very high, he wasn't really willing to take that role on. You know what I mean? Because he, he was the backup. I mean, basically everywhere he's going, he, he hasn't been the starter. So Right. Bring back Fultz, though. What's that, Gary? Nothing. <laughs> I said bring back Fultz. Oh, bring back Fultz. Okay. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> now, um... I never want to see that. I don't, I, every time I see that fucking pussy's face, man. Uh, Sideshow Bob? Oh, I fucking hate him. I hate him yeah. so much. Yeah. Well, so... So, uh, yes. So, so what, Moving Seth, on. What about Seth Curry, though? I mean, so now you got... You know, you got, you got Seth Curry. He's he's another shooter. Um, that one I'm not as – I mean, I like it. I don't love it. Why, Mike? He's a career 44% three-point shooter. I think he's upset about Josh Richardson. Yeah, I mean, Josh Richardson – they – Josh Richardson was on a contract that was – wasn't a bad contract. Um, maybe I'm hanging on to the fact that, you know, at one point he was considered – you know, Jimmy Butler light. Um, Josh Richardson, even with Seth Curry being a shooter and a good shooter, Josh Richardson was the best player in that deal, and we gave up a second-round pick to boot to get uh, somebody that's a better fit for us. I get that, but it seems like we got the shorter end of the stick on that deal to to improve shooting or, or for somebody that's a better fit. It makes that it makes that Jimmy Butler deal look even worse. Yeah, it, yeah. Not resigning because you gave because you gave up the guy that you traded him for. Right. It makes that. Yeah. It definitely makes that deal look worse. It, it, we already felt like shit before that 
with what Butler ended up doing in Miami. And, and it, it wasn't like any of us were surprised. We knew what kind of player Jimmy Butler was. We were excited when we got him. And, he, and, yeah. and uh, they, they chose to bias over him, and, and that's what they did. But it's either they choose to bias over him. I mean, or Ben Simmons, Brett Brown. Well, I think they chose Brett Brown. Well, we had Yaron Weitzman on um, right before COVID hit. Actually, I think that was our last show uh, before yeah. we, we had a little bit of a shutdown. Uh, when we had Yaron Weitzman on, and, and he he has that uh, the book out, Tanking to the Top. And if you haven't read it, if you're a basketball fan, go out and get it. It's it's shit, man. I was supposed to grab that from you, yeah. Ryan. And, and then when you were here for the fire, I forgot to get it to you. Oh, you yeah, got it, right. Okay. I, I was wondering where it was. Yeah, I, I still got it. Watch out for page uh, 356. I, I came in it. Uh, <laughs> Sean's children are on 356. You got it all over my shorts. <laughs> I'm coming day and night. Um, it's a phenomenal. Wow. It's a phenomenal book. What a great uh, What a great uh, uh, yeah, promotion we just gave him uh, about coming on his book. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> They've been skied everywhere. It's but hard, um, getting back to that, um, Bruh. I know it, it, it's Bruh. you know what you what you gave up to get them. But at some point, like the only way this is going to work with Embiid and Simmons is surrounding them with shooters. So yeah, I mean, it, so so the position we were in, it seems like a better fit, right? So at some point, you were going to have to sacrifice defense for offense, and mm. so. I, I I hear you on the Josh Richardson thing. I, I hear you. He's a, I didn't he's say a, I hated it. I said I right, liked it. I didn't love it. Right, right. Um, he he. Josh Richardson has the potential to become an elite defender and, um, and a pretty and a pretty good two way player. Yeah, yeah. He's banged um, up last year too for periods of time. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I look where they're at right now. I think this is the best way for this to work. So, I, I mean... Breaking I, news. Dwight Howard agrees to join the 76ers. No, Are you serious? Yes. No. Wow. Dwight Howard is a 76er. No. Yes. That's your backup center? Hmm. He did make a statement that um he would love to stay with the Lakers, but he wants to get paid, so... Yeah, but did the Sixers have the money to pay him? They do they got, now because they. Well, don't yeah, to, but I mean, is that are they going to waste all their money on? I hope not. Wow, how about that, man? I haven't seen. I haven't. Gary, seen where are you hearing this? Because what I'm getting is there's barely any interest in Dwight Howard. Hold What's on. the source, bro? Can you click? Yes, bait? there it is. Sh- Sh- oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sam yeah. Sure. yeah. One year yep. deal. One year deal. Sure. What? What? I'm a jerk off because I'm not a. I didn't call you a jerk off, but you're the clickbait king. <laughs> no, no, dude, I wanted to set it and let if I, I did two point six million. That's not bad, dude. Dwight, Dwight Howard million. is your backup center. Two point six. Oh my god. That's I. I don't hate that. I. I I'm, think I love it. I, I really think I love I, it. I don't. I don't know how. I. I mean, I know he had a little bit of a resurgence last year, right? I mean, he's got to be. He's he's better than Kyle O'Quinn, right? I mean, he's oh, he's, yeah. oh, he's yeah. going to be. Yeah, a... yeah, yeah. How about that, Gary? With the breaking news, I know that was good. Sixers. Good job, Gary. Yeah. Well done, bro. We might yeah. have, we might have the most. Buff, we might have the most buff team in the NBA now. That's those fucking. Those... Yeah, we got another guy with a sideshow bob haircut, though. <laughs> That's true. 
Well, who else is buff on the team? And Bede's he... certainly not buff. Bede. I guess Bede's not. He's not weak. I'm not fucking with a bead if I see him in the street. Simmons is just kick him in the knees. There ain't too many seven foot guys I want to fuck with, but yeah. yeah. So just pick him with a low management stick. So how about how about that that draft pick, dude? Yeah, yes, so, so I love the draft. Yeah, Tyrone, Ty- Tyrese, Massey. I was, I was, yeah, I guy was projected to go anywhere from like seven to fourteen or something. Mm-hmm. We Did got him at twenty one. He yep. just fell, and you know, and that's that's a situation where you know, and it's it's so weird because how many how many times do we all first of all do we all agree on a, a draft pick and and all love it and how many times like especially me. 90% of the time, I'm hating a draft pick. Mm-hmm. They, took, nah. they, took, they took Rager. Nah, I like. They took Harold Thomas. Yeah. Well, I mean, they he, took uh, yeah. Errol Thomas. I wanted Brandon Graham. I love Fletcher Cox when they drafted him. So there you go. There's your I love Cox soundbite. Yeah. Um, Mike, you love big back. Yeah. So, um, see your Schwartz is as big as but, mine. Yeah. So this one, though, when I looked at it, I'm like, all right, there's, you're not overthinking it. A guy slips, you know, wasn't the best shooter, maybe not the quote unquote perfect fit, but a good fit. And well, you, not, just, not, you took the best guy there. I don't want to cut the, the, the not to cut you off, Mike, but I'm going to cut you off. So the Tyrese Max, yes, not the best shooter. Like he only I don't shot. Want to cut you off, but I'm going to cut you off. Shut up, Gary. <laughs> so he, he only shot 29 percent from three. Right. But but he shot 80 some percent from the right. foul line, which means and, that, yeah, I get it. And all and also, in crunch time and with game on the line, he shot 54 percent from three. Wow. So when you when you need a bucket, like the the, the kid performed. Yeah, and and I heard a lot of other good things about it. Uh, about him, I, I, he's always improving his game. He's got a he's he's really loves the game, works on his craft constantly. Um, you know, only going to get better. I mean, I I know that it's it's a uh, you, know you know obviously the you know somebody that's going to paint him in a, a good a good light. But um, Calipari's like, man, if if they if they had the tournament this year, I expected us to go far, and he would have been like, you know. Top five pick or something. Biggest, mm-hmm. The biggest attribute to him, which is it's it's something to me. It was the thing that stuck out the most. And you know, my um, my um, stepfather-in-law, I guess, is a huge Kentucky fan. So he was obviously glad that the Sixers got him. But uh, he and I were talking about it, and Calipari brought it up, and they also brought it up during the broadcast, uh, the draft, you know, during draft night. The biggest thing with him, he's not afraid of the big moment. He's clutch. Mm-mm. Yeah, you haven't had that guy you can give the ball to at the end of now. Granted, Jimmy, he's, he's gonna be a, right two yeah, years ago. Jimmy. So, so after he left, you didn't have anybody. So now you got a guy. Now, are you gonna rely on a rookie to be your killer at the end of a game? Maybe not, not year one, but <clears throat> at least well, depending on how you know. Yeah, right. You don't know. Maybe, yeah, you don't know. Maybe he is the guy. Who knows? But uh, but but picture this, like, and the Sixers haven't had this. They haven't had this the whole time with the Embiid and Simmons thing. Picture this. There's five seconds left. You're down two. You put Simmons to Embiid on the ball. You're, you you can get the ball to Green, Curry, Embiid, who can hit a three, or this kid, Maxi. Mm-hmm. All four of them can legitimately win the game for you. Mm-hmm. 
even Tobias can hit a three every once in a while if he needs right. to. He's not the first option. Oh, all those options. <laughs> I'm coming day and night. So many options. <laughs> no, it's, it's so, no. I mean, I, it's it's true though, man. That's that's a lot of uh, <laughs> it's a lot I'm of options. Coming day and night. They're, and they're saying that he's the, the the thing that they said about him is he's going to basically be what what we were hoping Markel Fultz would be. He's going to be that off the ball. He could have the ball in his hands. He can great with it, but he's that off the ball player that's going to compliment Simmons. He's bigger very than well. he's bigger than what Fultz was, right? Oh no, no, mm-hmm. he's not. Is he? He's six, yeah, he's thick. I mean, just six, from four. like the look, like he's thicker. Like yeah. he looks bulkier. Giggity, giggity, giggity. So, so speaking of that though, who's the backup point guard? Oh, right now, um, I mean, they don't have one. Uh, a free agency right now. Start, it could be so. Burke. It could be yeah. I they're they're going to have to sign a, a backup point guard. Yeah, I guess it is Burke then, right? They didn't have a backup. Their backup point guard list. Well, Shake Milton's probably your backup, right? Oh wait, I forgot about Shake. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, the backup. There you go. Yeah, Shake. Yeah, oh, I'm alright with that. Yeah, I'm alright with yeah. Shake. He's probably still want to go out and get another. Yeah, guy. I mean, I would. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind getting an, uh, another veteran, just in case Milton's mm-hmm. not is not that good. Mm-hmm. What, everyone was really but, high on the other two picks that the Sixers got, too. Um, I, I, yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Joe. Joe shot like 54%. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, yeah he's another killer. He's another, another one. Cold. They're all saying he's a killer steal. He was a, yeah. Yep. And they're saying he's a steal as well. Yep. And, uh, and yep. Um, uh, Paul Reed out of uh, DePaul. Um, back yeah, he's, he's a uh, center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, backup center. Well, you know, he's like six, now he's going to be a third nine. center, obviously, but. Yeah, six nine center, at, and and again, everyone was saying that too. They're they're saying that he he was a steal. So, you know, between yeah. that and the deals that the Sixers made, I, I, I mean, great. I, I have to give him an A. I, I think they did a great, a fantastic job. On, yeah, A plus. Like this. Yeah, I mean, the was, only thing that stops me from the pluses is, is a little curry. bit of the the Josh Richardson deal, but but yeah, a solid A. Would you would you agree that they're significantly better? Um. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they're. I think they fixed their um, their deficiencies. Um, I think um, I think they they molded the team to better complement what works for Embiid and Simmons mm-hmm. with the shooters. Absolutely. Yeah. So one one other thing I want to mention too, um, Tobias Harris. Let's not you know give up on that dude. It wasn't a good year last year. It wasn't, but. The moves that they made are going to make him, him, back to make him the better mm-hmm. because he is now not the best shooter on the team, so all that pressure is not on him. Yep. Now, you're paying him like the best shooter on the team, but that's not his fault. Right. You had a maximum if you yeah. had to keep him. Right. You know, that's, that's the only thing. If you if you wanted to – if you unfortunately, that's the way of the business, right? Uh, that's what right. they – that's what happens. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, you got out from, from everybody else, so now, you know – Harris is your your max guy, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he turns it back around and you know does well. So um, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm still thinking about the the Dwight Howard move. Whether he took less money or you know, well, yeah. Like or, I said, I read something two or three days ago. Like like he would love to stay with the Lakers, but he did, like at this point in his career, he wants to be paid. I just saw something uh, about. Howard. Uh, see now it's not going to come up. It's something about the Lakers. Like he he 
he put out like a kind of a cryptic message to the Lakers. I lost it now. I had I had it uh, up here a second ago. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, so nah, it's not showing up here. He had some kind of cryptic cryptic message for Lakers fans uh, yesterday, uh, about an hour ago, and then he signs with the Sixers. So, so he knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, man. I'm good with it. I have no problem with it. Yeah. No. That's um, a, that's a bona fide backup for Embiid. Like, there was something I, I we, we were talking. What are the Sixers' needs? And we said a backup center. Well, you you got it. You drafted one, and you also signed Dwight Howard. So, how about that? I mean, having having him in a Sixers uniform is gonna be pretty weird. Yeah, I would have never, mm-hmm. never would have thought that. It's a shame it wasn't ten years ago, but you know, yep. that's all right. It is what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what my buddy Tommy was just saying to me. Like we were texting about it, and um, he said, "I don't know. I'm not that impressed with it. He's not the player he once was." And I'm, but he's no, a, he's, he's not. But he's your backup center. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're he's... not, you're not paying for twenty and ten, Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. No. You're paying, you're paying for like eleven and seven and defend the rim. For mm-hmm. 18 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is that I guess in theory, you know, he's going to be capable for spot starts, capable for spot starts, mm-hmm. needs out. And I'm okay with that. I got audio actually of uh, Dwight Howard and Embiid when he got signed. Say hi to your new partner, Tricerica. He's like, oh, okay, welcome to the team. <laughs> um, did you. <laughs> Fucking try Saracom. So did you did you hear about the player who got traded by the Miami Heat right before the Sixers? Um Precious Achua. Oh Precious Achua, that's the best name out of the draft. So so Precious Achua, which in itself, right? Oh Precious, give me back my cat, you bitch. (laughs) That was the cat's name, right? Uh, it was a uh, precious. Sure, right? yeah. It was a, a dog. It was a dog. Yeah. Give back my dog. Uh, the dog, yeah. yeah. <laughs> precious. So I thought that was bad. I was like, precious oh, out. Precious. Precious out. Chew it. I'm like, what the fuck? And he's from Nigeria, right? And, he, and you know, he's he's living in Nigeria. He's got that hat on. You know, the the thing that like Fez wears, and you know, whatever. And um, he cheers and he hugs his mom and all. And they're like, yeah, his brother's name is God's gift, Achua. My God's gift, right? And it's, and God bless you. And it's <laughs> God's gift, Chua. <laughs> so I'm like, that's kind of that's kind of wild, right? So I looked up his family tree. It's precious, out Chua. Of course, of course, you did. His brother's name is God's gift, Chua. His sister's name is Grace, out Chua. Right. His other sister's name is Peace Alchua. He, he has two other brothers. Peace Alchua. Uh, God's Your will. Balls are showing. Oh, he, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The other brother's name is God's will Achua. So he's got Precious, God's gift, and God's, God's will. God's gift and God's will. And his other brother's name is Promise okay. Alchua. Promise. Promise Alchua. The dad's name is Sea Bitch Alchua. He fucking <laughs> he took off. He fucking rolled out after those fucking kids were named. <laughs> The mom's name is I'm a pig or chew it. You old fat bitch! <laughs> you fat bitch! His mom's name is My Legs Are Still Open. <laughs> yeah. Achoo! Wow. Pretty wild. 
fucking animals. Pretty wild. Well, on that note, <laughs> that's, uh, are we we're good? <laughs> we go with the Sixers? Yeah. Right? Okay. Um. All right. So I wanted to uh, – I wanted to pay, uh, someone said lamp, lamp out Chua. <laughs> so, um, this week, uh, I lost a member of my family, my father-in-law, Bill Cunningham, passed away. Uh, kind of suddenly, you know, he fell ill, and less than a week later, um, that was it. Um, and the reason why I bring it up on the show is because he had a deep Philadelphia connection. And, uh... He was the grandson of one Connie Mack. And, wow. And um, I've got to refresh my drink, Sean. I don't mean no disrespect. I'll be yep, right back. Yep. So he was, he was the grand, grandson of uh, Connie Mack. And um, uh, he was also a bat boy on the 19, like in the 1950s. I don't remember which exactly which year uh, for the Philadelphia A's when he was a kid. So, uh, so we were, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to interview him um, a couple years ago, and we played it on the show um, at the time, and, and uh, I, I thought, you know what, what, what better way to, to pay him tribute um, and to remember, remember him is by playing it again. And it's kind of interesting because I, I want to hear some of the stories because I, I remember one story specifically that I just it stuck with me, and I think it'll always stick with me. And I think, like, when my son gets older, you know, when he learns a little bit about sports and baseball players and stuff, I think this will be a story that – and I'm going to have this on recording, obviously, so he'll always have it so he can hear it himself. But, uh, but yeah, I, I thought I'd want to play it. Um, so, if, you know, if you don't mind, about it's about 10 minutes, 12 minutes long. And here's my interview with uh, Mr. William, William Cunningham, um, the late, great William Cunningham. So I am joined by Bill Cunningham, who is uh, the great, or the, the grandson of uh, Connie Mack, of course the great uh, manager of the athletics, Philadelphia Athletics Hall of Fame, of course the uh, stadium that the uh, Phillies played in for quite a while, and the A's, and and uh, but uh, and I'm also joined by my wife. Quinn, who, if you do the math, is the great-granddaughter of Connie Mack. So, Bill, thanks for uh, coming on. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> so, I th- I, I've been wanting to do this for a while, and um, and I'm glad you're, you're you know, you're, uh, you agreed to do this, but um, I guess I just wanted to kind of, like, pick your ba- brain a little bit about not only Connie Mack, but, you know, you also served as a bat boy uh, when you were younger, and, and just... You know, I just kind of want to pick your brain on what that experience was like and uh, maybe compare that time to what it is like now. Because, um, you know, even the players, the, their experiences with the fans and, and so on. But um, maybe we can start with that. Um, you know, so when did you serve as a bat boy? The last two years that the A's were in Philly, uh, they were the summers of 53 and 54. I hope I'm, yes, that's correct. Fifty-three and fifty-four, and uh, you know, just it, it was a thrill for me just to be with professional ball players, and like you just mentioned, they are totally different from the players of today. These guys were alcoholics, womanizers, uh, cursers, fighters. 
it was not that we're not having fights lately, <laughs> but a totally different kind of people. And like they they would interact with the fans more, I guess, as well, or were they kind of like standoffish? I don't know. I think they were probably a little standoffish. Hmm. Uh, I I, th- I hope the players today are, you know, when I would take Quinn down to a Phillies game. Uh, we would go early so we could get autographs from the players, and we got mm-hmm. lucky every time. Uh, I don't know if that would have happened uh, in the old days. I guess that's an interesting point because, you know, you think about some of the players now, um, you know, especially myself when, when my uh, sister uh, was sick when we were younger, we, we had a lot of uh, charity events that we would attend uh, held by the players, like John Cruck, Mickey Moore, and Deanie Rollins, it, it, Lieberthal, the, all those guys did these charities – I guess back then you weren't really doing stuff like that. These players weren't didn't have things like that. I uh, don't know. I don't think so. No. I don't think these players back in the 50s or if you go before or after that, immediately after that, I don't think they ran charities at all. And the reason being um, they did not make any money. They mm-hmm. were paid piss-poor salaries, especially compared to the players of today. What was this, is there like a, a moment or, or or maybe several moments that kind of stand out to you when you were you know doing the bat boy duties? Yeah, there were lots of times uh, just being with the players in the dugouts and hearing them harass uh, umpires. <laughs> uh, I never forget one guy. His name was Pete Souter, and he was sort of a backup utility infielder, and. Um, he would be harassing the umpires all day long, like, hey, ump, move around, you're killing the grass. <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? He, oh, yeah, hey, ump, don't move, I got a bet on you. <laughs> they they used to harass the umpires something awful. And uh, That's pretty interesting because, like, nowadays, you start doing stuff like that, you're out of the game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't put up with it anymore. They're a little more lenient. That's yeah, pretty funny. It is. It was funny to me at the time because these guys were such characters. You know, these were the guys you met at the bar for uh, for beers and a good time. Crazy, crazy guys. Isn't there somebody who uh, kind of messed with you too, one of the players that kind of joked with you? Oh, my God. You're playing a prankish on you? It wasn't a prank. It was um, you guys would know the name Page, Satchel Page. Oh, yes. Okay, one day, um, I'm like a 13-year-old kid in the fog, and this player comes up to me, and he says to me, uh, what's your name? Uh, Bill. Bill, go get me three baseballs. So I go get him three baseballs. He goes over and straddles third base, looking through the coach's box into the seats. And he says to me, Bill, tell me where this ball lands. And without turning his body, so that his back is to second base. He just whips the ball right-handed, and the ball goes sailing over, and boom, doesn't it land just in front of first base? <laughs> and then he takes ball number two, and he says to me, where to go? And I said, well, you miss, you're, you're short. He says, okay, and he takes ball number two and throws that. Boom, it lands just beyond first base. And I say, ah, I'm laughing now. Ah, you missed again. He takes the third ball and smacks it right in the center of first base. And now I'm saying to myself, 
you did that on purpose. <laughs> but what a terrific person uh, Satchel Page was. That's awesome. And that man, now this had to be in 53. It might have been where he had left baseball for a few years, came back just to set records as to be the oldest human being to play baseball. Because he, you'd have to look up his uh, his records, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he pitched forever, and uh, yep. and and doing it at such a high level at such yep. an older age, it was phenomenal. Correct. And Correct. he got a late start anyway in the majors because because well, he was black, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I guess you know Connie Max. Um, you know, I know before we we started talking, you know, you said you're not sure if, if you're going to remember too much, but is there anything you can? think of well you know you just you brought up the blacks and um i have had people tell me and i do not think this is true but people thought that connie mack was prejudiced and hated the blacks but that year 53 and 54 the first two black players came to connie mack's team it was a a vic power who played uh, left field and first base came from the Yankees because the Yankees hated him and a pitcher I can't think of his name it was a deacon he was a priest mm. a really nice guy I can't think of his name but uh, he, you know he did have two black players and he had a black chauffeur and uh, his name was Chuck and he was a great guy so I I didn't see it I didn't see it as being prejudiced but was he like a like when I look at footage um, of, of Connie Mack um, from from those days, he looked like a, a guy that towered over other people. Like his was his like persona really that much bigger than the game itself? Because that's the way I look at it. Like that's yeah. how I always it really kind of was view. because uh, even the way the newspapers treated him, the the politicians, everyone. He was like the funny part is is it was such a dichotomy because. The players were these foul-mouthed drunkards and fighters and womanizers. And here's Connie Mack, tall, with a high starch collar and a, I forget that hat, straw hat he mm -hmm. used to wear, and very religious and, and straight. He, I, he, I was told that uh, no word worse than fudge ever came out of his mouth. <laughs> so, to be... To be making your living in this world and be this standout person, uh, it really was strange. Well, and he was uh, still a businessman too, right? Where I think you told me about the people across the street from the ballpark would put bleachers on their rooftops, and so he built up the wall. Yes. Which I think is now kind of why more where the rooftop bleachers at the Phillies are kind of in homage to yes yes it probably is tell that story well i can't think uh what was it uh 20th and lehigh i think the one street was 20th lehigh so the next one probably would have been 19th but over the right field fence which was maybe i don't know i have no idea what it is it was but uh, it was at one height and then when the people started sitting on the rooftops and then the mm. people who owned the homes put up bleachers, he realized all the dollars he was losing to these people on the roofs, so he built the wall higher. And, you know, the funny thing is, as I remember it in 53 and 54, that wall still wasn't high enough. 
you might have blocked out the outfielders or something, but uh, these people were pretty hot. <laughs> they had a good view for a cheaper price. That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny the way people will, you know, find a way to make a buck and find a way to save a buck. But uh, the thing that I, I can't understand is how popular this game was because he I guess he started playing how's this the Phillies started 1983 I think and Cincinnati started or 1883 yeah. or, I'm sorry 1883 and in a couple years before that Cincinnati started things mm -hmm. like that but Connie Mack started the Philadelphia A's in 1901 mm -hmm. and he managed for like 50 years and then he retired even that's that's just crazy yeah and he well, played before that right yes he did now he the the reputation is he was not a good player but he uh he was good defensively he was a catcher and they say that every joint you got to remember now in those days the catcher didn't squat behind home plate. He was another 10, 15 feet back behind home plate. And the mm. pitcher just wound up and roared this ball. And the ball was not as hard as it is today. Mm. But he had every joint in his fingers and both <laughs> hands broken. And, uh, because he wasn't wearing gloves. Well, oh, yeah, gloves. Well, yeah, no gloves. Yeah, no gloves, days. right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're still throwing maybe not 90 miles per hour. You're still throwing 70, 60 miles per hour, whatever. Right. <laughs> That's not going to feel too good. No, it, it won't. And I guess maybe a lot of the times he was so far back that it probably bounced before he could. Mm -hmm. But uh, if if you had a really good pitcher who could throw it, you... <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you were going to pay for it. I mean, even then, even in the 50s, the catcher's mitts, even though they were wearing gloves at that point, they're not... They're not offering that much that much protection as they are these days. No, not not the, as they were these days because those catchers and when I was there, uh, God, I, I can even think of some of the names. But anyway, um, those catchers used to put uh, sponge rubber padding mm -hmm. underneath the glove itself and between their hands to try and cushion the blow, and even that wasn't enough because. Now they're up behind the plate, and, and you've got guys throwing the ball 90 miles an hour. And, you know, if you're seeing, what, a, a hundred, maybe, if you're the first-string full-time catcher, you know, you on a bad night, you might be seeing 200 pitches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you brought up something earlier about uh, how popular the game was, especially in the 50s. Um, you know, why do you think that was, and then why do you think it's kind of taken a back seat to other sports now, especially in this town. Well, it has. It it seems to me like it goes in cycles, because Connie Mack, when he started, and here's the difference, he won. He was mm -hmm. winning championships. He was winning World Series. So for the first ten years, everybody came out to see him. Even if they had to stand outside a rope, these people stood and watched the games being played. Mm -hmm. But then when Connie Mack got to my time in the 50s, the A's were like the worst team in baseball, and people weren't coming out. Mm -hmm. And that's what drove him to this financial... Because he owned the team as well, right? He owned it, right. and he owned the stadium. He owned everything. But, uh, you know, he just... The people weren't... 
they used to put signs up on telephone poles that were called Save the A's, and they were begging people to come to the games. <laughs> but the A's, who were terrible, and the Phillies, who were in the 50s, they were pretty good. That was Richie the Ashburn, kids, the right. Kids. You know, they came for the Phillies, and they never came for the A's, and he just became broke and had to sell. Wow. Brought us the Sunday baseball, right? Blue laws. The blue laws. Yeah, probably. I really don't remember how that all came about, but uh, yeah, that was that was part of it. God, now we have night baseball. Back in those days, it was always day mm-hmm. baseball. I mean, there were no light standards. Uh, I'm to I think it was actually the Phillies and the Reds. I think were the first two teams they played against each other. I think that was the first night game ever. The night game. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Now, I don't know when that was. Like, are we talking 60s or, or yeah, have to check 80s it out. or something? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then night baseball. And then, of course, comes television. And uh, and then the big contracts. <laughs> and then things change. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, thank you um, for taking the time and, oh, and to pleasure. speaking my to pleasure. us. and. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really interested in hearing about some of those some of those days. I'm sure there's plenty more, um, yeah. especially as they come to mind. But <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a fun time for me. It was just two summers. You know, we're talking uh, June, July, and August, '53 uh, and '54. Uh, just a little 13 year old kid hopping a bus in Mount Airy <laughs> and driving all the way down to 20th and Lehigh, and uh, oh, oh, just crazy stuff that went on it was a real fun time well now that i'm married to your daughter am i kind of like a part of the connie mack family you certainly are (laughs) (laughs) and there are what three books that people can they're pretty good aren't they that that people can read if they wanted to learn more about connie mack yes uh the man's name was like mock yes m-a-c-h-t or something but he wrote three books that delve into three different periods you know like from the day Connie Mack was born, hmm. and then uh, Series 2 and Series 3, and it just gives you everything in his life. It's pretty cool. It is. And they're huge. They're, yeah. they're tomes. They're Each tomes. one of them is huge books. Yeah, after, um, I'll, I'll Google it and uh, shoot that out there, and you know that way if anyone's interested, they can check it out. Yeah. So, cool. Well, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Quinn. Thanks, Thanks Quinn. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's great stuff. That was awesome, man. That was awesome. Very nice. Yeah, really good. That was really interesting. And you got your satchel, Gary. Yeah, satchel. That's that's pretty wild, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Thanks for playing it. And, you know, um, obviously, um, you know, Unfortunate circumstances, sad day, but you know, um, I think that he was looking for us to celebrate, celebrate yeah, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, I, and I'm glad that he did the uh, party that he was looking for. But this is kind of as close as we could do the party, right? Yeah, for Sorry, now, God. right for the time being, for sure. And I, I thought this was uh, the perfect way to pay homage to him, and you know, obviously it has ties to Philly and and, and sports. And cheers. One guys. more to Bill. All right, thanks, guys. Oh, waiting for Mike to pour a shot. You got Jameson there, Mike? Cheers, guys. Here's the bell. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, whiskey. Closest whiskey sour I can get. There you go. 
What are you drinking here, Mike? Jamie. Little Jamie. Good old Jameson. Jamie, Jamie's be- become the um, drinker choice on this show. I love that fucking stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, it's better than Fireball. It is. Ron, are you hanging out <laughs> for a bit, or are you, are you, heading, are you uh, logging off? Okay. I'm 15 minutes. Okay. So uh, I thought it's a good segue. Yeah, and if we're gonna do 15, we have got to talk Eagles a little bit, right? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I don't. Uh, well, I, was, I figured maybe we'll segue into, into baseball real quick, and then and then we can get into football. Um, okay. The, the Hall of Fame ballot was announced. The 2021 Hall of Fame ballot. Um, so. Let's do it like this, Sean. Why don't you read off the names, and we all suggest or we all give our opinion if they get in. Okay. Bobby Abreu. Yeah. No. 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 Barry Bonds. No. no. He should, but he's not. No, because, he of, in. because of PED use. Yeah, he should be in, but he's not going. Yeah. Yeah, he should get in. Mark Burley. First time. Mm. I'm going to say no. 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 And remember, they don't have to vote. I think they can vote one guy in if they want to. They can do whatever. Yeah. They, yeah. AJ Burnett. No way. No. no. He, had a, he had a long career, but I, I agree. Mm. I'm going to say no to that. Uh, Roger Clemens. Yeah. Again, again, he should, but he won't. Hey, Roger Clemens? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, another one that shouldn't. I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly with you, Rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time, uh, Michael Coudier. Kadir. Michael Kadir. No way. How is he even on the panel? Yeah. How about is it just because they've been retired five years? Like, do you automatically get put on the ballot? No, you, you have to. You do have to receive some kind. Of, there is a vetting process of some some sort. Uh, how about Dan Harron? How about really? How about Latroy Hawkins? Really? All right. How about no Todd Helton? I say yes. Yeah. He's a career 300 hitter, and he has – does he have he 500? 400. Does he have 500 homers? Uh, he – damn. Do you know what? Helton might have – if he doesn't have 500, he's close. I, I'll look it up real quick. Okay. He's, he's – is he the most famous Rocky ever? I would no, think, I think it – him or Larry Walker. I go Todd Hel- uh, I, I go Todd Helton over Larry Walker personally. I don't think there's any question Todd Helton gets into the Hall of Fame. Uh, so while Ryan's looking that up, how about Tim Hudson? <laughs> no, no. This one's interesting. I'm gonna say no because of the next guy, Tory Hunter. So the next guy's Andrew Jones. Yes, he is. Good, good job. Yeah. I say no to Tory Hunter. I say Andrew Jones gets in. He has uh, Todd Helton has three hundred and sixty nine homers. All right, Sean was pretty close. hits, fourteen hundred runs batted in, and fourteen hundred <laughs> runs scored. He's a Hall of Famer. Cali was pretty close. He said three seventy five. Yeah, um, I, I thought he had. I thought he had more than <clears throat> especially in Colorado. He, but you know what? Though he, he wasn't like a uh, big power hitter. He was more of a you know. Average contact hitter. Yeah, contact. But still, almost 400. Playing in Colorado, though, like, you're going yeah. to hit homers. Yeah. I'll tell you what. 
Andrew Jones is a guy that probably does get in, but I think you don't think he. But I I don't think that he should get in. I take Tory Hunter before Andrew Jones. Uh, Tory Hunter did it for a, a lot longer. Man, man, I, I, I always remember. Like I always remember, and you know, maybe it's biased because he played for Braves, but I always remember him winning Golden Gloves because he got late jumps on balls and kind of you know made spectacular plays that made ordinary plays. Because he was out of position. Because he was out of position yeah. and stuff. All right. Uh, how about Jeff Kent? Jeff Kent? <clears throat> mm, no, I mean, mm. I, I don't mm. think that character-wise, I don't think that he gets in. Like, it, it, yeah. Mm. I mean. I'm going to say yes. He was a good second baseman for a long time, really long. <laughs> him and Biggio. Biggio was the other one. Remember the other one who killed himself, uh, Ken Caminiti? Right? Wasn't the other one that fucking oh, third baseman? Him? Yeah, he killed himself. Uh, I'm gonna, man. I, 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 I'm gonna say yes to Kent. I'm gonna say yes. I say no character. Yeah, I, I think the character is gonna come into role. What about play him. what about fucking uh, what's his face? It was in the KKK. Uh, Hornsby. Rogers Hornsby or whatever. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Andy Pettit. Long time yeah. Yankee, won a couple World Series. You, you all say yes. Although I know he's got – he's also tied to the PEDs. Yeah, he is. I'm going to say no to that. Yeah, I forgot about he's, that. I'm going to say no. He's another guy that – he's probably been on the ballot for a while. and, and He's been on for a while, right. Another first-timer, Aramis Ramirez. Really? Manny Ramirez. Oh, Manny Ramirez. No, no, Aramis was the first one, and now I'm saying Manny's the next one. Yeah, Aramis, no, Manny, yes. You think Manny is Manny, is this the first time Manny's? No, Manny was. Was he tied to the Manny was on it. He is. Yeah. He was suspended a couple times. Callie said the same thing, yes to Pettit, but PEDs. We'll keep him out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's probably the same thing with Manny. He's. Should be in, but he was such a popular player for such a long time, man. Yeah, he's a nutcase. I don't think he gets in. I don't think Manny gets in now. Do you think know. he should? <laughs> I think he should. I think he should. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Just like I think, you know, Jeff Kent should. Just like Roger Clemens. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see it then. How about Scott? How about Scott Rowland? <laughs> Fucking hey. like, here, here's cool. here's, nah, he's, here's one. He's all, he was average, here's, a little bit better than average. But I, I'm gonna be really interested to hear your reactions to this one. Kurt Schilling. Yes. Character. No, I, I say yes. Character issues are gonna, gonna hurt him. Callie yeah, I mean, Callie said Aramis Ramirez can mow along. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Polsky said he can't mow along. <laughs> so, Kurt Schilling's obviously been out of the league for a lot longer than five years, too. Yeah, this is a few years now. This is like his third time. He was never tied to PEDs, was he? Mm-mm. No. No, he's just a... He's just a, he's just a douche. Yeah, he's just yeah. kind of a, you know, a head case. I uh, probably think that he should he get should. in. I'm gonna he say should. I'm gonna say no because I think that there's pitchers that deserve to be in there before him that aren't in. And good point. I know that's not gonna be the like 
this is just this class and this is what's on the ballot because once you're on for so many times, that's it. You're done, right? Right. I, I, I because of that, I, I just don't see him as being rated as one of the greatest pitchers of all time. I just, I can't. I, I don't know. He, he is kind of an a hole. Although he's, he was nice, to, super nice to me when I met him the, the one time. He was the nicest guy ever to me. But you know, he's kind of a lunatic now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like he he didn't seem that bad when he played. He, he no, like kind of. It's really since that. he retired, like he yeah. yeah just got all political and insane. Yeah. Uh, character guy, Gary Sheffield. Mm. No. Big asshole. And, and no. PDs. So he, he's right. a big PED guy. Right. So here's two first timers <laughs> Nick Swisher. I'm going down. That's what she said. Bruh. And uh, Bruh. a Philadelphia <laughs> Philly. A member of the who, 2000- who is it? Nick Swisher and who? A, a Philadelphia Philly member of the 2018 team. Uh. Shane, Shane Victorino. Like the what a weak ass list. Like you know the fact that he's on the yeah. Hall of Fame list, they're probably going to retire his number. Like, <laughs> look at this. they're going to retire. On, they're going to retire that whole not retire his number, but put him on the wall. The wall. Everybody, yeah, they went up on the wall. They're going to put that t- whole 2018 team up there. They are. They're going to put the whole 2018. Okay, Eric, like, Eric and the Brotlet. only one that legitimately probably should be is Rollins. Eric Brotlett's going to be uh, Howard. Well, I'm not Howard. Howard. And Howard. 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 Cole Hamels, too. Uh, yeah, Cole, uh, yeah Cole World Hamels, Series MVP, yeah. NLCS MVP, and he and was, no-hitter. Yeah. He was in the run yeah. for Cy Young quite a few times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Omar Vizquel. I loved, yes. I loved Omar Vizquel. Yes. How did he, like, he should be in. He, he, uh, see, it looks like I'm going with the underrated guy. The guys that fly under the radar were so good, like Jeff Kent. Todd Helton and Omar Vizquel. That's my class. Mm-hmm. Same here. Mm. Uh, two more. Billy Wagner. <laughs> Why? Because he could throw 99 miles an hour for two years? Get the fuck. And uh, yeah. Barry Puss. Barry Zito. Barry Zito? Barry wow. Zito's on the fucking ballot. Like, baseball's a joke. Baseball's a joke, dude. <sighs> Callie said about Vizquel, best glove you ever saw. The best glove I ever saw was best glove I ever saw was Ozzy Smith. I'm gonna. I was gonna say. Um, why, why my uh, second baseman Roberto? Um, Roberto Al- Alomar. Alomar. Robbie mm-hmm. Alomar. Wow. Best glove I ever saw. Yeah. But cool. All right. So that's, your two, that's your 2001 Hall of Fame. And. Uh, 2001, when we drop back 2001, a few years. 2001 Hall of Fame, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Mike's uh, cor- uh, Corner Pop Jukebox. What are we doing? He got enough. What are we doing, 2004? Yeah, that's what we're doing. All right, I'm going to bail out, fellas. All right, you got to wait until one of them come back. <laughs> There's what, Gary's here? Gary, I don't see him. I don't hear him either. I hear him. Yeah, I'm here. All right, I don't see you. All right, let's let's get. All right, you're 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 good then. I don't see him, but you don't want to be left here with just a black screen. Yeah, it's just a, that's all I see. Do you see a black screen? Are you good? No, I see Gary, oh. but behind him is just black. I don't see him. All you see is a black screen. Yeah, he's there. You want me to refresh? 
Yeah, if you can, if you don't mind. Oh, there you go. You're good. You're good. All right. All right. All right. All right, Rye. All right, fellas. I'll talk to you. Oh, yeah. See you, brother. Oh, yeah. Flick that bean. Yeah. See you, dude. All right, Mike. See you, miserable. All right, Rye. <laughs> See you, brother. All right, so let's, let's speaking of being miserable, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they they make us they make us miserable. Um, they lost to the Giants last week in embarrassing. They got embarrassed. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even like close. It was horrendous. It it might have been. I'm not going to go as far as to say it was one of the worst games I've seen in recent memory because I'm not because last year we had worse games, Carolina. Tennessee, you know, mm-hmm. those games were much worse, but uh, just poorly played all around, uh, no execution, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much you want to get into the game, but I ha- I do have two questions ab- about yeah. coming out of the game that I want to see what you guys think about it. Now, now there's some, you know, I, I want to give a little bit of credit. Daniel Jones played a pretty decent game. Um Made a couple of nice throws. I mean, some of those throws that he played made right after the Eagles scored to um, to basically march back down the field and, and kind of take back the momentum. Um, you know, they, they were pretty well defended. Um, but it would have been nice if the, the Eagles were able to, you know, the corners were able to make a make some plays back on it. Well, but, and, and apparently there was a missed there was a missed tackle on Daniel Jones's one. The one uh, long run that he had for the touchdown. Someone said they missed an assignment. Okay, I think it was T.J. Edwards actually said he missed an assignment. All right, fine. You know, I, I get it. He it was the same exact play call you gave up the last time you guys played him. Uh-huh. And um, I. Well, you know what? The defense sucked. Okay, the yeah. defense was absolutely horrendous. Uh, Jim Schwartz is. Jim uh, Schwartz is as big as mine. I've we've been saying it for at least two years that we're done, we that we're done, right? Yeah. So I, I I put up a thing on our on our Twitter page, Corner Pub at Corner Pub Sports, and I said something like, I forget. He said like I've retweeted a, a story by some writer. He said like you know Jim Schwartz takes responsibility. So why don't you take that responsibility out the fucking door? And some dude, some dude, I he followed us. I don't know who he was. I never interacted with the guy. I said fuck you, you turncoat. I'm like, turncoat. I'm like, dude, if you know us, like we've been saying this for a couple of years now, Jim Schwartz is trash. We don't want him here. And we're mm-hmm. going back and forth, and I can't understand what the fuck he's writing. So I said, you know what, dude, when you when you learn how to write above a three, third grade level, then you can come back at me. And then it, yeah, go fuck your mother. Yeah, I had no idea what the fuck he was saying. And, I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. But turncoats, to say <laughs> we're a turncoat, when we've been preaching this for a couple of years now, and actually – you know, Phil Mikowski is one of our listeners. He he's been saying it for longer than that. Even during the mm-hmm. Super Bowl year, he's been saying fire Jim Schwartz. I wasn't on board with Schwartz too much when we signed him. I thought, you know, this is a guy 0-16, Detroit Lions. Okay, maybe he's a better defensive coordinator. We heard him on the local sports talk shows talking about I'm gonna throw fire I'm gonna throw fastballs at offenses and he doesn't blitz. Mm-hmm. And he plays sticks defense and like it's embarrassing, and I th- I think I don't know. I, I think we're all on the same page. Yeah. If if there's any coaching changes that need to be made, I think that's number one, right? I mean, you got opponents saying that the Eagles the Eagles defense is the easiest defense to prepare for. 
because they don't change. Other, yeah. Other GMs around the league are, I've had, apparently have been saying that. Uh, that's bad. That's, that's that bad. is bad. And I got to be honest, I think their offense is easy to prepare for too. You get is, all, yeah. you, you get all these weapons back. You get Miles Sanders back. You get Goddard back. You get Alshon Jeffrey back. You threw to Alshon once. You take two deep shots, and then everything else you do in that game is five-yard patterns. You're not going to beat anybody doing that. And, and and the Giants' defense was letting you do that. They were they mm-hmm. were backed up. They were saying, you know what, beat us underneath. You're not beating us over the top. And guess what? Wentz can't go anywhere, right? He's not going to run because what's going to do, get a two-yard game because they're, you know, as soon as they see him take off, they're coming in on him. They're just hang- well, they're hanging back watching him. Something different has to change here. We, something's got to give. I mean, is it the coach? Is it the quarterback? I mean, you got to make a decision between one or the other because you don't want to come to a point where you get into next season and you got to make a decision on both. Mm-hmm. You got to make a decision on one or the other. It's- uh, I don't know. I- Honestly, Mike, you don't want to be in a position where you got to make a decision on both your head coach and your quarterback. So right, what you're- right now, they're not going to make a decision on their quarterback. Their quarterback's their quarterback. So you're th- saying fire Peterson now? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying fire Peterson. I'm not saying bench Wentz. But something's got to give. It's bad. Oh, it stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, Sean. This is this is a problem. Something's got. You got to make. Something's got to be different. It, you cannot. You. I mean, we've seen enough. Yes. Yeah. You know what I've. You know what the the biggest thing, biggest problem that I had, and it was something that. I know I screamed about, I mean, you know, a few things I screamed about, but I, the, their coaching, their decision on the coaching thing to not have an offensive coordinator, but to have like five offensive committee. minds, yeah. co- this offensive committee and all these different guys, nobody knows who's on first. And I think that that's a problem. <clears throat> I think that that was a huge mistake trying to try to be innovative and do this thing is part of a problem. Gets and, them in the bad spot. And that's the thing. I haven't seen any innovation. I haven't seen anything new this year. It, it, putting Jalen Hurts in a Wildcat, you know, not really a Wildcat, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, making him a Taysom Hill when he's not nearly Taysom no, Hill. And, and, but every, every, time, every time he's on the fucking field, it's a run. It's an option right. to the side. It's, it's so, an option to the right. It's, it's so an option obvious. To, let him throw the fucking ball. How, how about last week? This, this was like pretty much – well, there's two things that Pearson did that – I just was dumbfounded on. The one thing was you're down by three and you – or you're down by four, I'm sorry. You're down by four. And you go for two. And you go for two with, like, plenty of time left in the game. I, what are you doing? Like, what? Yeah. Like, you're, first of all, you're banking on the fact, I guess, if they only stay at whenever they had 17 points at the time, you're going to keep them at 17 when you haven't stopped them at all that game. So it wasn't just that a field goal would win it instead of right, tying it. Like right. you never played. Oh, you never. It's so you, no, and just just be fuck. It's like stop, stop. Uh, even the Eagles beat right. Even, I think even Zach Berman, who never says stuff, he's like, oh, that's great. So instead of being down three, you're down four. Makes sense. Like right. what was the point of that? Um, granted, it did, right. uh, and granted, it did not come back to bite him because they lost by ten, in embarrassing fashion. The other thing was speaking of Jalen Hurts. They're driving down the field early third quarter. They're driving down the field. They're running down their throats. Miles Sanders has a couple big runs. Wentz makes a couple decent throws. 
and then you put in Hurts. You get away from it, yep. You put in Hurts on, like, third down or second down, and it just killed the drive. And the third down, Wentz has one play to get eight, nine yards, whatever it was, and they didn't get it. And I think they ended up punting or kicked the field. I don't know what they – I forget what they did, but. But weren't they, like, O for, like – 10 0 for 11 on in the game on third down or something? It's the first 0 for, 0 for 11. First time since 2004 against Pittsburgh that they did not yeah. get a third down conversion. Well, here's another thing for you, fellas. Anytime that they use Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts is on the field, Carson Wentz ain't on the sidelines. He's on the field too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's lined up as a receiver because yes. they're going to throw him the ball. Take him. Well, that's, because, that's because they're worried about hurting his fucking feelings. You might be right about that. Uh, you're still going to be involved, Carson. You just throw a block. I wonder how he feels. Like, I wonder how he felt about that drive when he's like, "Wow, we're moving." Oh, uh, we're going to call uh, J- Jalen Hurts special two part two. Uh, Jalen Hurts special two, and then once he's like, "What the fuck, man?" Oh, I'm sorry. He, he's more yeah. like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" And uh, prayed and went to the sideline, ran to the side of the field, and ran a two yard route. There's, there's even reports now that Carson Wentz is. Pre- preparation for the following game he's just sloppy yeah i heard a little bit of that too i heard that they're yeah i i think brandon graham even said that they're they're not executing in, in practice right they're sloppy all around he said well that, that what's that then you know is it a combination is it being old and tired or is it you're being tired you're tired of the coach or is it tired is the coach just not being creative enough, I, I, like is he not influencing them enough? I don't know. This, well, don't I think that the coach has lost the quarterback, and if he lost the quarterback, he might as well as lost the locker room. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, is that for years they've played well at the end of the year, and Peterson's been able to motivate them. So this is the first year that it seems like it's going even further downhill. Now I know they've regressed a little bit each year, but um. It seemed like Peterson was able to motivate him to play down the stretch to get into the playoffs the last couple of years. So I mean, this is year five with your 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 franchise quarterback, Mike. You're wasting it, man. It's just he looks that, fucking that, terrible. That's the thing that that sucks. I mean, are you wasting it, or is it is it him that's bad? Is it is it a bad year? Is it that he's not good enough, or is it I don't that they're not creative enough? I don't. Know. I don't think the problem is talent because he's shown that he has the talent. I just think Carson Wentz has grown tired of the play playbook. You know, I what changed, right? Like I know he got hurt and stuff, but he played well last year down the stretch. He, he, he played really well last year down yeah. the stretch. Um, yeah, but it's the same. It's the same play calling this season. Yeah, but you know what? If it worked last season, but the thing is, is that like you're a professional. You go out and play. You you play at the same place. Like, you don't get bored of something and not play as well. I don't, I, I don't buy that. 100% what you're saying, Mike, but this is a profession. It's a job. This is your job. So don't, don't, don't sit there and tell me when you're doing the same repetitive bullshit day in and day out that you don't get bored with the same old bullshit. I do. I'll tell you that right now. I do. You should if I got to do the same fucking shit, the same call day in, Day out. I lose interest. I get bored. You show me a hot girl, I'll show you a guy who's tired of fucking her. Well, that's that's a little different. That's a little different, Sean. You old fat bitch! <laughs> you fat bitch! He starts to come and then he pulls out. 
you know, throwing a 40-yard part pass is a little different than, than loosening Fuck up your right in the pussy. Well, you know, maybe a little so bit. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what – there's definitely something to it, um, to the fact that there, there's the, the creative play calling. I, I think that there's something to that. You got Jalen Rager, and, and you're not using them that much. Where's the, um, jet, where's the jet sweep? Where is it? Where's this, the where's why, the bubble screen? Why where's not, the why not do the they haven't used it? There, there was one there was one play call that I went wow that was a great call it was third and one and they did a wide receiver screen and it was a night it was nicely it was well done it was a quick pass boom and he had he gained like six yards I was like wow that was actually a real because I didn't see that coming usually when they well them, obviously like, it wasn't third and one. Because they didn't have any. Third uh, you're numbers. right. You're right. It wasn't third. You're, you're absolutely right. Must have been right. second and one that's or something. Good, that's well, I mean, call. the last yeah. time I used a wide receiver jet sweep was with fucking Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. They got 12 yards out of it. You know, haven't seen it. Why can't Rager run that, right? Rager's supposed right. to be faster than Deshaun. Yeah. Man, it's and and I, I know Gary's going to get pissed off at me, but um, I'm going to continue. I, I just love the, the praises that were sung about DK Metcalf yesterday. And then Justin Jefferson, I just keep thinking about what this team would look like with Jefferson and Metcalf as your wide receiver. Probably the same because they misused them too. What? Well, well, I, mean, I, I can't get pissed off for you saying that, Mike, because you got a point there. Sidney Jones looked like trash here and fuck, and, and Green Bay, he's lighting it up. Yeah. Jacksonville, yeah. Like, what the fuck? The problem here in Philadelphia is this coaching staff has a problem developing players. It's, they go somewhere else and they develop. They do mm-hmm. not develop to the next level here. Like if if, if Rager is continues with this coaching staff, this coaching staff is going to ruin him. They're going to ruin him. I mean, you know, it, who have they developed as a rookie? Who? Miles Sanders. Okay, I, that's I, one. I don't even know you're about that. Guy's quarterback, your your coaching staff, they ain't even developing him. I don't even know about that because you know he he had a good second half last year when they started to use him. <laughs> when they started benching the guy they just resigned, Jordan Howard, the Eagles just resigned Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, you're bringing him back, uh, <laughs> and that's a, that's a good move. I'm not bashing the move because of COVID that's and everything. A solid move. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes sense. I I get it. But, you know, he had a good second half last year. And this year he's, you know, he has flashes. And, and I'm not saying it's anything against Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders on town alone is going to be a phenomenal back in this league. I'm not going to say that it's the coaching staff that has developed him. You think it's just that he was – well, okay. Yeah. Um, Dallas Goddard, uh, again, it, it depends. I mean, because you could, you could make an argument that Dallas Goddard's Doing it on talent alone too. How about Mayalata? My, 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 my I'll give him credit for Mayalata. He turned out to be someone that, I mean, he was a project. Right. Mayalata was a project. He was a rugby rugby player. You know, he comes in and, and actually looked looked excellent. He looked yeah. excellent. So, I mean, that's like trying to run through a fucking Mack truck. Yeah, six foot nine, three hundred something, whatever. And he's on the bench. Yeah, I know. He might be yeah. the one guy I look at and go, okay. And you got Jason Peters. What's he? Thirty-seven fucking years old. Yeah. Probably older than that. But... Thirty-eight. Well, and he's starting. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this—that's because you could you paid him too much money because you didn't yeah. trust because you let him bend bend you over the fucking table. That's why. And I think. Yep. And we, we I mentioned I 
think I said earlier early in the season. I think, I think the locker. I think he lost the locker room because of that. I've really. I think that Jason Peters thing threw a lot of guys. That, you know, made them look at him the wrong way. You know, mm-hmm. when they when they saw Peters push him around, saying I want more money, and no, 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 and then he ended up giving them more money. And now what you did with Mayalata. Man, I, I yeah. don't know. Well, I, let's get back to the point that I was making in the beginning of this conversation, Sean. If your coach has lost a locker room and you got a quarterback that's playing shitty, I mean, you cannot you cannot go into a, 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 a season, the following season, and worry about the both. You cannot worry about your head coach and your franchise quarterback moving into a, a season. You have to you have to figure out one or the other. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be Wentz. Well, speaking of Wentz, one of the questions I was going to ask coming out of the Giants game. Uh, he got all his weapons back. There's no excuses now, there, except for Deshaun Jackson. He he got everything else back. He got a healthy offensive line. He got all his other receivers back. He got his one of his tight ends back. Uh, there's no excuses for him now, right? And then you have a performance like that. Now I'm not saying Wentz did not play bad. I think Wentz did what he was given um, on Sunday with what the defense was giving him, I should say. I think he was like, all right, well, they're playing this deep. I got to I gotta do these little five-yard slants. I got to do that. You know, he he was, he was had a couple deep balls that didn't pan out, and, and uh, he took shots, and, you know, here there and there. There was a couple drops. There was a couple drops. So I'm not going to kill even, Wentz. Even the running back screens that he throws. They're in the ground. Uh, well, but yeah, but there was one. Like I'm saying, uh, <laughs> again, there was it was second. It had to be second down because it wasn't third down. Uh, that he did. He had a nice throw. A quick, nice quick out. You know. And Sanders and, dropped it. No, no, he caught it. Oh, Sanders did drop another one. You're right. No, there was someone. I think it was to. Uh, it wasn't Hightower. It might have been the Rager. I think Rager caught a caught a, a, a screen and and took it for like 12 yards. Use the speed. You know, Use that stuff to your advantage, but anyway, to get back, like, th- right? I mean, would you get, would you agree? There's no more excuses for him now this year, right? There, there can't be because yeah. you're well, healthy. My problem, my problem, Sean, is you got to play call to your talent. Like Bill, Bill Belichick, he's he's a fucking, he's one of the best at doing that. He's a mastermind at that. You, yes, if you even no names. You got no names on your team, and you're calling plays to the best, and utilize that player's talent. Mm-hmm. Why that? Why why can't Coach Pete? Why can't Peterson do that? Well, he had it with a little bit with Fulham, and then that went away. But you get Alshon Jeffrey back. Well, and we'll like they only went away for one game. Fulham's been productive in every game since he's been here. Well, I just wanted to, and I went. To, that was my second question. Do you think teams? Now you're saying one game. He hasn't scored. He hasn't scored in a little while. And, and yeah, it's at least been two. Yeah, and, and yeah, right? Because the Cowboys and the Giants, I don't think he scored against them the first time either. Oh, no, the Giants he did. I'm sorry. The Giants was the first game he, he really performed. Yeah. Who did they play right before the Cowboys? Giants, Cowboys. Who was before that? Fucking Giants, Cowboys. I don't know. It was the Giants again. Uh, wasn't it, wasn't it, it, it was the Giants. It was the Giants. All right. He had a touchdown in that game. Yeah, he did. So the last two games yeah. he hasn't. But he was kind of invincible, invisible on uh, Sunday against the Giants, who aren't a great <laughs> pass no. defensive team, and and you couldn't get him open. Do you think teams are going to start having a book on him now? Do you think it's either 
you know, I mean, what do you think? I, I think oh, maybe a little bit. I mean, you know, I, I, I think that he needs to prove that he's able to do it when there's, when the focus is on him, that he's not just going to be, you know, now they're going to start putting some of their better um, corners on him, making other guys beat you. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do it against better, compete against better corners. Um, so, but again, you know, you, you get Alshon back, you, you didn't put him on the IR, and you, you you throw to him once. Alshon was in the game for the first quarter. You didn't see him the rest of the game. Yeah. No. Like, what the fuck? And I'm not saying he's the answer or the good old to old. The you answer, know what I mean? The answer? I, mean, I love the my guys. I love my little dudes. The veteran presence of having Alshon on that field, you know, it's a good thing to have. And you, you after the first quarter, you don't have him on the field. It's like what the fuck? It's 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 the smartest guy in the room mentality. It's it's that whole thing. Yeah, I, just, I don't. Whole, I, don't like, I just can't figure it out. I don't understand we're, it. We're going for two when we're down by four. We're doing this when we shouldn't be doing. We're going to go for it in our own fucking. You know, we're we're at our you know in our own territory instead of playing the player position, the, the field position battle. Hi. Now you can hear. How are you, Maddie? Oh, she can't hear me. Yeah. All right, guys. I gotta. Uh, apparently, I gotta. All right. Talk somebody in, so all right, I'll be you. back. It's all right. Um. Yeah. So. Headphones. Headphones are pretty. All right. So. Um. What the fuck was I saying? Oh yeah. So the coaching thing. It's at some point like the whole smartest man, smartest person in the room mentality, right? We saw it with Reed for years. Now we're st- now we're seeing it with Peterson, and it's not like it's a new thing. When Peterson first came onto the scene, that first year wasn't pretty with him at all. No, no. Uh, I know yeah, you know what, sir. I I don't think it's all Peterson. No, it's I think, no. I think it's deeper and higher than him. And Polsky said ego. Uh, ego does have something to do with it. Howie Roseman has something to do with it. His, his, the lack of, yes. but it, but there is ego involved because, and I, look, if you love something about your job, do you want to give it up? Like, so if Peterson says his favorite part of the job is calling plays, can can you really say fuck him? He should give it up. But well, I mean, me personally, Sean, if I'm doing something at work and I realized I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and I'm doing it good for so long. And then I have problems where I'm, I'm messing up. This ain't working right. Then yeah, I got to do something differently. You know what I mean? He's got to he's got to put it aside and and do something whatever's better for the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And him calling the plays right now that's not the best option for the team. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, they they got to do something there, man. Um, so we got quite a few things to still get to, but. Uh, why don't we do our predictions for the Eagles Browns? Um, <coughs> you know, Eagles defense going against Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and, main, uh, main Kareem Hunt, uh, Javar, Jarvis Landry. That's they're gonna have their hands full, especially well against the run. They're gonna have their hands full because the Browns, I believe, are still the top running team in the league. They are they because of their one-two punch. They have a great one-two punch. Probably yeah. the best. Thunder and lightning. Yeah. I uh, 
I mean, I'm I'm worried. If, if you just let Daniel Jones tear you apart, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like I don't think Baker Mayfield's a great quarterback, but you know, you, you can't even get to a quarterback right now. You're defensive. Well, I mean, line if, if, if the problem with Baker Mayfield is if if you force the game to have to go into his hands and he's got to make the decisions as a, a passer and he's got to complete passes to win the game, then he's no good. Well, the one day you're going to be able to do that is if your offense can put fucking points on the board. And when you only put 17 against the Giants, who are pitiful. I don't think the Eagles' defense stops this running attack, Sean. I just don't. They've been, they did oh, they struggled last week. Yeah, they struggled against Gallman last week. Yeah. Uh, that could be the difference in the game because if the Browns yeah. control the game and you keep the Eagles' offense, who is kind of futile at this point anyway. Yeah. It, it this could be another ugly game. Um, yeah, I mean, me personally, I like the Browns here, twenty-one seventeen against the Eagles. Yeah, the Browns are favored by three at home. I said that I'm not picking the Eagles again after losing last week against the Giants. I said I'm done picking the Eagles this season. Yeah, and I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm not picking them. I'm going to say not only do they lose, I'm going to say they lose by double digits. I say they lose by ten points again. Wow. Because fuck them, that's why. Come on, man. I know, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I just don't feel it. I, I, I don't have any confidence in them. And watch, they're gonna rip the fucking roof off, Cleveland. You know, but I mean, me personally, this is the game. If the Eagles lose this game against the Browns, this is what this is the game where Jeffrey Lurie's gonna be like. Ah, fuck. Well, while Gary is uh, frozen, we'll go through the games for week 11. Falcons play the Saints. The Falcons are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road going to New Orleans, who just named uh, Polsky said the Eagles will win by three. All right. Well, I hope so, dude. hope you're right. Uh, Jameis, Jameis Winston uh, was was benched, not benched, but he thought he was going to have the starting job. Uh, and they're giving it to Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is going to be the starter for the Saints. I am going to go Saints on this one. Gary's coming back here in a second. Uh, yeah, so, so Taysom, oh, I just lost him again. Jesus Christ. His internet is the fucking worst. All right, I'm going to go Saints here by three. So I think the line's three and a half, so I would take the foul on the underdog there. Uh, Bengals against the Washington football team. Washington football team's one and a half point favorites at home against the Bengals. Washington playing a little bit better lately, uh, but I'm going to go Joe Burrow. I think the Bengals um, are just going to be a little too much for them. Uh, and the one and a half line at home is a uh, that's that's a that's a uh, Bengals line. Lions Panthers lines are two and a half point favorites in Carolina. I'll go Matt Stafford and the Lions, even though I like what the Panthers are doing. Steelers Jags. Steelers are favored by ten over the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a uh, yeah, that's that's a 
a line that would would I would think would would scream Steelers the whole way. Uh, so I would I would go that way. I would go that route. Uh, let me see what else we got here. So I'm bringing these guys back in. There's Gary. Oh, and Mike's back. There you guys are. Yo. Yo. Fucking jerk off mother of a whore internet fucking provider. No, that wasn't you. That was the streaming site. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was the streaming site. <laughs> I was going to say, I came back and everyone like, was going. I was nah, like, it was, it was the I thought I had to refresh and everything. Yeah, it was the streaming site being a piece of shit. I, I don't know why it fucking does I, I, I don't know. We might have to find a new fucking... The fuck off. Fuck. Where were we? What were we talking about? I was going through the games. Can you guys hear the music? Got it. All right. Yeah. Eagles and Browns. Uh, no, nah, I moved on from that. Mike, what's oh. your prediction for Eagles Browns? Well, so I know this is going to sound hedging, but this is the type of game that the Eagles win because nobody, you know, the whole underlord mentality. Nobody expects them to win. Um, this is just the, the, the typical game where, you know, when everybody thinks that they're, there's no chance and that they're just awful, that they end up somehow winning the game. Yeah. Um, but I can't pick them. They, they, they look too bad. They, they they don't look like they can beat anybody right now except for the Cowboys. I Maybe think that Browns, that Browns running one-two punch, that their running attack is what overcomes on the Eagles. Which is interesting because their Eagles, the Eagles' run defense was good, but I think that they've lost a step too. They're they've given up a lot of rushing yards too. Um, so I mean, I don't know what the the Browns' offense looks like. I know they don't have Beckham now. Um, but I mean, if, if Baker Mayfield, Mike has to, if the if the game has to lean on him with his passing, then they're in trouble. Probably a little bit. So I'm gonna call it a little bit of a low scoring game. I'm gonna say twenty one seventeen Browns. I said the same thing yeah, when you did. left. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so I well about that. So I moved on. Uh, I was moving on through the games here. Uh, Steelers Jaguars. Steelers are favored by ten. I mean, how can you not go with the Steelers, man? They're on a tear. Yeah. Uh, I think that Jags cover. I mean, the Steelers win, but I think the Jags cover. Okay. I know the Jags aren't very good, but Steelers don't really run away against anybody. Mm-hmm. Titans, Ravens, uh, Titans six and three, Ravens six and three. Baltimore is six and a half point favorites on the road. I like the Titans here. Titans are 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 um, falling apart a little bit, um, and without Derrick Henry playing well, and if uh, they could focus on Derrick Henry, the Titans aren't. On a scary team, so I'm going to go. Uh, I, six and a half points is a lot of points, so hmm. I'm going to still go Baltimore. I'm going to say they win by a touchdown. I'll go Titans. I think outright or yeah, I think Titans win the game. I, I think um, Lamar Jackson's he had a good week last week. He's coming down to earth. I I, I got to be honest. I, I didn't. I, I've never been the biggest Lamar Jackson fan, only because I didn't think his. He can make things happen with his legs. He can throw a little bit, um, but I, I. I don't know. I just. Yeah, I mean, I. I felt the same way. I felt like there was just a matter of time. I mean, it was. 
I felt like he was a bit of a flash in the pan last year. Right. I, I was thinking yeah. that. I was, I was yeah, thinking he, caught, that well. he caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Uh, Patriots, Texans. Patriots are favored by two. I think the Patriots win that. Yeah, I, I think that that's the Patriots. Can, I think the Texans, Texans are terrible right now. Yeah, Texans are pretty bad. What a shame, man. What uh, a shame. I'll go Patriots. Dolphins, Broncos. Dolphins favored by four going to Denver. In Denver, too. Wow. I like Who would have thought that Miami would be favored by four? I guess I'm taking Miami. I mean, it's but it's that's tough in that atmosphere. I, yeah, I like I like the Dolphins here as well. Okay. Um, I just lost the scores. What the fuck? Uh, here we go. All right. Uh, I'll go Dolphins. Jets charge. Uh, man, I need a big day from from uh, Justin Herbert. Chargers, mm. Jets. Chargers favored by ten. Ooh. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers here because the Jets are just shit. Yeah. Watch this be the game the Jets win. The fucking defense stymies fucking Herbert and Keenan. Yeah, I'm playing against Herbert and I need a win in the worst way. Wow. Yeah, we're on opposite well, I'm that. sitting Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is going again. I think I already said the game earlier. Where was the game? How come I don't see Packers on here? So, yeah, I don't oh. know. Oh, it's um, the next game. That's why Packers play the Colts next. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take the uh, the Jets to cover. I mean, they're gonna win, but okay. So this is weird. So our, our stream. So Mark's on the stream. He can't hear or see us, but yet anything I write is still showing up. Mm. I, I got it. All right. Well, this is an after show discussion. Uh, Packers, Colts. Packers are favorite uh, underdogs by two. They're underdogs, huh? Yeah, I'm taking the Packers on that. Phil Rivers. I'm going to go Colts, man. I, I think Colts defense is... They're tops in the league against the pass. Uh, I know that the, the Packers can run a little bit, but the Colts can run too, and, and I think they're going to do just enough to, to eke out a win there. It's it's in Indianapolis too, so mm-hmm. not that okay. you know not the crowd means anything. But. Cowboys Vikings. Uh, what's his face comes back? Andy Dalton comes back against the Vikings. Vikings defense is pretty bad. Cowboys are just pretty bad in, in general. What's the line? That line is seven. Minnesota is seven. Wow. Seven points. Yep. Jesus. I'm going to go Cowboys to cover, but I'll go Kirk Cousins to win. I, I like it. Da- Dalvin Cook eats up that team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Dalvin Cook might have himself a day. Yeah, he might. Again, right? Mm-hmm. Chiefs and the Raiders. Eight-point spread for the Chiefs. Wow. I'm taking the, the Raiders to cover Chiefs to win. Okay. Um, Divisional game, eight points. That's yeah, a lot. that's a lot. I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. And the Raiders are a pretty decent team. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. What do you think, Eric? I like the Raiders. Okay. And then your Monday night game is the Rams and the Buccaneers. Rams are six and three. Buccaneers seven and three. Jared Goff oh, wow. against the Bucks. Brady against the oh, man. That's four and a half points is the uh, spread there. I'll take. He's favored, and where is it? 
in uh, Kansas City. Or in um, Tampa? Uh, Tampa, yeah. Oh. And, and Bucks are favored by four and a half. Four right? and a half, yeah. How, how can you not like Tom Brady on Monday night? Yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Bucks. That you know, that home and away thing is, you know, traveling across the country, playing in Tampa. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Tampa with okay. the points. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I think Tampa takes care of them. Um, all right, well, that's, that's the Week 11 games. Uh, wanted to bring up, uh, if we were doing a, I guess we're not doing a salute or SSCS, but if we were doing a salute, I would have done it for Mr. Laurent Denarve <coughs> Tardif of the Kansas City Chiefs. He opted out. Mm. He opted out in 2020 um, to fight against COVID, believe it or not. He, uh, he stayed home in Canada. He's working as an orderly at a long-term care facility on the front lines of uh, you know during the COVID-19 pandemic um, he was the starting right guard for the team won the Super Bowl with him his jersey is going to be uh, recognized they're, they're, they're going to take his jersey and recognize him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for his actions wow pretty awesome uh, that's oh, a yeah. pretty stand up uh, pretty stand up thing there so I, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty neat I want to bring that up actually Gary I think Gary sent that to me right what's that you said that uh, the thing about the Chiefs player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I don't recall. About the Chiefs player who fought COVID. Oh, yeah, 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 all right. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. And uh, Joe Judge, the coach of the Giants, beat up, uh, got in a fist fight with his offensive line coach. <laughs> oh, I abs- heard about this. An absolute, they got in an actual fist fight. I heard it wasn't a fist fight. Or did, was that? I, did they call I it don't know. Fight? I heard it was a physical altercation. Punches were thrown, and then he fired the offensive line. <laughs> he, fi- he fired right. The last time I heard some shit like this was when Buddy, Buddy Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. The defensive coordinator, or the offensive Who coordinator. Who was it? Who yeah. was it that he hit? Was it, it we- was, um, uh, it was it was Jeff Fisher. Jeff, was it Jeff Fisher? Yeah. I was going to say Wade Phillips. No, it was Jeff Fisher. But Wade no, Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator. He was a defensive coordinator, too. Maybe they had two defensive coordinators on the team at the same time, mm. and they didn't like it. Buddy Ryan fucking suck. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you have to take a tinkle. Go on. <laughs> take a couple drinks. For no reason. Uh, I, I wanted to bring up one other thing, and then we could do jukebox, and then call it a night. Um, Roman Czechmonic, remember Roman Czechmonic? The, oh my uh, God! The, wow! The Flyers goalie. Do you know why I'm bringing it up, Mike? Did you hear what happened? What did he do? Yeah, he's going to jail. <laughs> what did he do? In 2011 to 2014, Roman Czechmonic committed fraud uh, for 15 million, whatever the Czechoslovakian Slovakian money is. I don't know what that. I don't know what CZK is. I have no idea what that is. Uh, whatever, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he entered into con- contracts and agreements with the intention of obtaining property benefits, even though the final s- financial situations did not him allow him to do so. Uh, basically, he was robbing people left and right, no. he, and he and he tried to you know tried to say that I never thought of I was robbing people. <laughs> um, yeah, almost seven. What is it? Uh, Fifteen million is equivalent to six hundred and sixty-seven hundred thousand dollars in, in uh, American money. 
Damn. Um, Why? He was still getting millions from the fucking Flyers. Yeah, he, he, he was he? No, you're thinking of uh, Brzezgilov. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pretty pretty wild, man. Roman Chukmonic yeah. going to uh, going to jail. Didn't we have one that was like selling coke? A former player was selling coke and stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, in Sweden or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He got cleared though. I think he got cleared of that. But man, Flyers, ex Flyers, not not doing so well. Right, Brian. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian. Proud from the Philadelphia. Thanks, Brian. Um, and then we have Jukebox. So what what year do I have again? You got fourteen. All right, I got two thousand. I'm first, right? Yep. All right. Corner puck jukebox. Here we go. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, I think next Friday we'll do a show. You good with that, Mike? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Friday? All right. Cool. So, uh, you know, before we let everyone go, uh, have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. All right. So, number 10 in 2014 was Sam Smith with Stay With Me. <laughs> Stay with me. So bad. Stay with me. Problem by Ariana Grande featuring Iggy Azalea. It was number nine. I know that one. Number eight. I don't know. All about the beast. About the beast. Oh, no Jesus. treble. Megan Trainer. <sighs> number seven was Magic with Rude. I don't mm. know that one. Number six was Jason Durillo featuring Two Chains with Talk Dirty. I, I I know I know the song. I just. Sounds. Yeah. Is that the one with the um with the saxophone? It talked dirty to me, and then they played the saxophone. You might be right. Yeah. I. It's funny because these years, like I don't know what your years like, but I like. I was familiar with a lot of these songs. Uh, number five was Run Republic with Counting Stars. I know that song. I don't remember that. Number four, We'll Be Counting Stars. You know oh. that song. Yeah. Number four is Iggy Azalea again with Fancy. Oh, the I'm So Fancy, You Already Know song? Nah, I don't. Okay. Sing it. How's it go? Nah. <laughs> John Legend, number three with All of Me. That's the, uh, that's sound, a good song. That's the sound when all my two inches go in. That's all of me, baby. <laughs> uh, number two is Dark Horse with Katy Perry featuring Juicy J. Juicy J is Juicy Jizz. It was right on her lips. She couldn't quite get it. And uh, number one is Happy by Pharrell Williams. That's a good song too. And we had Pharrell's uh, skating counterpart uh, 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 Gorecki on with us a couple weeks ago. So, um, but he he knew he knows Pharrell. Yeah, he was on his skate team. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, Jimmy Gorecki. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Gorecki on in a couple weeks, I think. Okay, we'll get him on again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have uh, "Shake It Off" number thirteen by Taylor Swift. Shake it off, shake it mm-hmm. off. Number fifteen. The song that went viral for the wrong reasons. DJ Snake and Little John. Turn down for what? <laughs> that boat video. Yeah, the boat video. It might That's be awesome. one of the greatest videos I've ever seen. All right. Uh, honorable mentions. We shake it off. We got The Monster with Eminem and Rihanna, number 16. We got Lord with 18 and number 20. With Team at number 18 and Royals at number 20. Lordy, 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 lord. Lord. Demons by Imagine Dragons. My kid loves that song. Loves that song. Uh, we got uh, uh, what was the one I was trying to find? There was one on this list. Why did I put it on here? 
Wreck oh, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. <sighs> Number forty four. Hammin' like a wrecking ball. We so got good. Radioactive by Imagine Dragons, number 57. I don't hate that song. Cool Kids. Cool Kids by Echo Smith. I know it. I know I know that song. Is that the all the cool kids with the pump up kicks song? See, no, because no. that, that's called Pump Up Kicks. That was a couple of yeah. years. That was, we did that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, there must be a reason. I must have thought the Animals by Maroon 5. Your wife. Yeah, that's on this one as well. Uh, all right, so that's that list. And then I got one more here, one more list here. Uh, Blurred Lines, number 83, the song that he stole from uh, Marvin Gaye. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Amnesia, Five Seconds this of Summer. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for 2004. It's not bad, not bad year. I, you know. So what yeah. do you got for uh, 15, Mike? All right, so 15 was not as good of a year telling you right now there's a lot of songs there's some songs that i know but not a whole lot that i like um so i'm not even going to go over a lot of them it's going to be a role reversal where i'm going to like only go over a couple instead of like the many so number 10 the hills by the weekend okay i don't know not sure um Number nine, also the weekend, earned it. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah, I don't know that one. Number eight, Watch Me by Salento. Yeah. Number seven is Blank Space by Taylor Swift. I have a yeah. blank space in my yeah. head because I don't, I don't know that song. <laughs> She's singing about that space between her legs. Yeah, but whew, yeah, I, love me some Taylor Swift. Yeah, hey, don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, "Shut Up and Dance" by Walk the Moon is that 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 she said "Shut Up and Dance" with me song? This uh, is my destiny. Yeah. Oh, uh, Alex Burks. Uh, Al, Alex Burks went to the Knicks, by the way, so he oh. will no longer be on a part of the Phillies. Okay. The Sixers, I mean. All right, number five. Sugar from Maroon 5. That's that sugar you're singing. Sugar! Not that song. Um, number four, Trap Queen from Fetty Wap. Drag Queen? Trap, Trap, Trap Queen. Trap Queen. No, I don't know that one either. Fetty Wap. See, I knew. Man. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know that one. No. Number three, See You Again, Wiz Khalifa. I know that song. Featuring Charlie Puth. Yeah. Just to see you again. Yeah, yeah. Um, number two, Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. Uh, that's a, I know I've heard that one. Yeah, uh, he's one of those that like, you're like, oh, that's your Ed Sheeran? Oh, okay. Yeah. And number one, I like number one. This is the best one of the top ten. Number Uptown one. Funk. You look like you have to take a tinkle. Gone. <laughs> Uptown Funk. Mark Ronson yeah, featuring good. Bruno Mars. I'm good with that. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. yeah. Uptown Funk gonna funk you up. Uh, all right. So honorable mentions. The weekend with three from nine to twelve. So there's like one Wait, song in between. The weekend 
Oh, oh, I got you. Okay. Um, can't feel my face. That's the only one that I know. That's the I can't feel my face when I'm with you, but I love it. Hey, singing about cocaine. No, mm. that makes sense. Number 35. I can't believe it's this low. Hello from Adele. Oh, wow. I thought that would have been like a top five. How's she singing to a hoagie? Maybe. Go, <laughs> <laughs> fat bitch! Oh, my God. Go, fat bitch! Hello? <laughs> she can sing, though. Yes, she can. And uh, I don't even know this song. I don't like this song. I don't know anything about it. But Bitch Better Have My Money from Rihanna. Yeah. Nah. Oh, all right. <laughs> better, have that for, better have that fucking money. <laughs> so that's uh, that's it. That's it. All right. Yeah. Nothing, you know, I'm, I could tell you a whole bunch of terrible shitty songs. There's an Uma Thurma song by Fallout Boy. Stay with me from Sam Smith. See, that was on my list. Yeah. Well, Animals is on mine, too. I think that's uh, number 46 from Maroon 5. Yeah, I don't... Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. Chandelier from Sia, number 90. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, guys, it was a uh, it was a great show. Uh, apparently, our feed, our live feed, cut out about five minutes ago again. So, awesome. uh, yeah. So I'm gonna have a uh, talk with you live. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have some problems with them now because it's now two out of the last three weeks that we getting cut off. So I don't know what's going on. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah we we'll have to find another route instead of. Anyway, so that's besides the point. Um, but anyway, it was a great show, guys. Um, you know, we yeah. we had a lot of topics. We uh, paid. I, I felt it was a pretty nice tribute. Um, to, Absolutely. Uh, to Bill and, yeah, it was uh, it was good to have some. Um, you know, not to segue off of that, but it was it was good to have some positive things to talk about from the Sixers front. Yeah, the big um, time. Because there hasn't been a whole lot of positives from the sports work really much. Of no, and, we're, and it seems that we're all in line. We're all in line. Uh, we're all in favor of what they did. Yeah. So that, that'd be awesome, man. I hope we need something, man. We need some, just something's got to give, man. It, you know, that was a pretty miserable last few years of uh, basketball in this town. None of mm-hmm. us were really happy with the way things went. Um, we were actually hoping them for them to fail so they can get rid of Brett Brown. Right. That's, that's not, it's not healthy. You know, that's not healthy as a, mm-hmm. as a sports fan. And now, unfortunately, I feel like we're starting to go that way with the, with the Eagles right now. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not quite there, but. I'm not there either, but I, I can see it. Like, the writing's on the wall. Like, it, it's it's starting to, we're getting closer. Like, to, to yeah, that point I mean, where, Peterson's got us step up and then start to. It was good to see him pissed off and frustrated for a change. Yeah, what's that? Good? This isn't high school, man. Like, th- that's good when you throw chairs and say we're pissed off. He threw, sh- he threw a temper tantrum. Show him on the fucking field. Yeah. Right. I hope he grabs somebody by the fucking neck. I hope he injured Jason Peters' leg again. <laughs> Didn't take much. No, no. Well, guys, it was a good show. And uh, we will see you guys on Black Friday. We'll, we'll do a show on Black Friday. And, uh... 
I'll check our answers off. Yeah, I guess we'll be talking and seeing what's going on with the Eagles. And then we'll have some football games to talk about, too. That we will. That we will. Washington and Dallas. Yeah, that shit show. That should be a great game. <laughs> no fucking Turkey Bowl for Corner Pub Sports this year. No, no Turkey Bowl. No Turkey Bowl. We'll make sure we post a picture of last year's picture to see if we play it again. Yeah. yeah. Have everybody in an uproar about it. I'll have, I'll have like little masks on everybody. Yeah. I will see you guys next week. Sounds good. See you guys. Have a good weekend. In the south.